Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Hi, Temple listeners. You're here with Voices of the Temple, and I am going to invoke our space. So take a deep breath. Come into presence with yourself and where you are. Take another deep breath. Pulling that energy from the past and the future into the present so that we can call upon the great spirit together. We call upon the two who move as one through the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We call upon the goddess, maiden, mother, and crone, past, present, and future, creator, sustainer, and destroyer, weaver of the web. We call to the God, Lord of light and Lord of darkness, God of the green and the gold, God of the horn and the red, singer of the song, be with us now and forever, so mote it be. So, listeners, who I have with me, and Christopher coached me a little to how to say your name, and I hope that I am saying it correctly, but I'm going to read through the thing. He told me that it sounds like uh, Soleil. Um, so when he said that, I was like, oh, Selena. Okay, so I may sound a little bit more gay when I say your name, so bear with me. Um, so Selena is an ordained pre- high priestess of the Temple of Witchcraft. She works with Sagittarius Ministry as a teacher and a mentor online, as well as moderating the Temple's Runic Stone Study Group. She also is Deputy Minister of Pisces Ministry, facilitating Sabbat and ritual events in Jackson, Mississippi, and performing monthly divination for the Temple as a whole. Her ministry focuses on community building, bringing solid occult education, and creating space for transformative ritual experiences to the people of Mississippi. She's also a co-host and artistic director of the Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast, whose goal is to offer a space for education and connection for pagans across the Southeast. Hi, and welcome. Hi there. You pronounced it perfectly. And I'm going to forever tell people that's how to pronounce it now. Yes. <laughs> With the so extra lay. That's right. That's right. Yay. Yeah. I, and and uh, when I was talking to Christopher, I'm like, I, I feel like it needs an accent mark to tell you that that's the sleigh mark. You know, like, anyway. Sometimes uh, I put the accent mark. Like if you look at my Facebook nickname, it has an accent mark. Um, but I don't know if it's the right one because I don't understand all the accent marks. I was just <laughs> I like, this should make it a long A sound. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think it I think it just goes over the E, right? To make yeah. it a sl- Yeah, the, the E that's in the middle. You know yeah. what? This was a test by my gods and guides to give me this <laughs> difficult name. I promise you. I promise you it was. <laughs> well, I, you know, now that this podcast, when this podcast comes out, will everyone will know. They'll be like, Soleil. That's right. All the confusion will be settled. And I'm looking forward to being greeted that way in the future. <laughs> uh, so, 
you know what wasn't in your in your bio because uh during uh the t- this time span between you writing it and giving it to me and the time that uh we will probably be people will be listening to this you've become aquarius lead minister it's true the rumors are true <laughs> do you uh, so how are you feeling about it are you a little shocked a little uh, well, yes. Uh, this so this just happened last week in recording the podcast time, but mm-hmm. when when airing the podcast, I don't know how long it'll be. Um, but yeah, so it was it was less than a week ago um, that I found out, and so yeah, I'm still kind of in like that. Let me get organized and reorient my life a little bit space, but I think uh, I think we're getting there. So I'm excited. I'm very very excited. Um, you know, when, when the listing came out, I was thinking, no, I don't have time. I'm not going to apply. And then I started thinking, if I were going to apply, what would I even put? And then I started getting ideas and I started getting excited about it. And so I was like, I'm just going to apply. And here we are. So, yeah. yay. I'm very, very excited, though. I am excited. Good. So, why did you choose to lead the Aquarius ministry and what drew it to you? I mean, drew you to it. Drew me not, to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, oh gosh. You know, I think Aquarius really pulls together um, the aspects of my personal ministry that are super important to me. So as you mentioned, I'm in Mississippi, so I'm mm-hmm. at a distance from like the temple house and gosh, I guess we've been working for, Many, many years down here, but particularly the last four or five, I'm really building temple community here. So it's it's a combination of teaching and education, and, and that's really the cornerstone of what kind of brings temple community together, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but also public Sabbaths and rituals and community work with with individuals in the community. You know, it's not just we're going to be together in the Sabbath and that's it. Like we get to know each other and we start to form a community. So all of those things sort of tie together. And I think Aquarius ministry has all of those aspects of it. We, we haven't even talked about what Aquarius ministry is yet. Should we do that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. So in the temple, in the, the, the structure of the temple, Aquarius ministry is responsible for times of, celebration and times of disaster, tragedy, sorrow. Um, so that's kind of a strange dynamic to think of for one ministry. Um, but I think there's a thread that runs through that. And that's where, that's where Aquarius ministry sits is in that balancing point. Um, so yes, we're responsible for social events like celebratory happy things like Temple Fest or other social type gatherings just to build community. But we're also responsible for community relief, like when there's natural natural disasters, things like that, to bring the community together. And I have some ideas about how that may look in the future as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really about bringing people together and and the times that people come together is in joy and in tragedy. So it's it's really pulling pulling those strings of community together. That's what Aquarius ministry is about. Um, so yeah, 
So I think for myself, why I was drawn to Aquarius is because it is that sort of bigger picture of what, I, what I'm already feeling really strongly about. There, there are all, all sorts of aspects of witchcraft. Um, and the ones that really get me stirred up, I guess, are about bringing, bringing witchcraft to community, you know, and creating that sort of village that, that I think we're lacking a lot, you know, if I'm allowed to run my mouth, I can definitely do that. I, um, (laughs) that's, that's one of the things that brought me to the temple in the first place Mm. is, um, we're very scattered around down here and I was a solitary for about 15 years. And the thing that really got me was, um, I was going to a funeral of, of, it was my husband's grandmother and we were there and nobody knew me. Nobody knew us. We didn't go to that church, but all the, the, the ladies in the church had made casseroles and was feeding everybody. And they were coming around and they were tending to us and taking care of us. And they didn't know us at all, but they knew we were grieving. And the, the grandmother was a member of their community. And so we were a member of their community. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is what's going to be missing when I die. You know, my family is not going to have this kind of support. So mm-hmm. I went out to find it <laughs> and bring it to, to Mississippi so that we, when we are in need and when we are in joy, you know, we can be together and, mm-hmm. and have that community support. So. It's deeply important to me to develop communities of witchcraft. That's wonderful. And I do think Aquarius's um, energy is very, uh, it can be both very singular mm-hmm. of the individual, but it is also the individual who's connected to community. And that, I think it's just beautiful that, you know, like the, it is the like the card of Aquarius is the star card and it's all about the tower was right before it, you know, and uh, it's using that, you know, using that imagery, it's return to hope. It's bringing the community back together. It's service. It's, you know, everyone is their own shining star kind of thing is the way I sort of think of Aquarius. Um, I mean, we know we use the word rebel mm-hmm. in it, oh, <laughs> um, but I think every act of witchcraft is rebellious in a way because uh, we don't live in a place that, you know, witchcraft is so prevalent that we can go, oh yeah, I'm a witch. And, you know, this is what, you know, so uh, it's finding those little pockets of community as individuals. Um, I recently had a realization just this morning, as thinking about all of this, um, I was like, oh, you know what? I still consider myself a solitary. Mm. Yet, you know, I do this, I go with the Sabbaths, I do all of the things for, you know, that I do for the temple. But when I, in my heart, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I really love my rituals on my own. <laughs> well, you know, I think that. I think that's um, sort of a beautiful image of it, though, because and, and it's not like that necessarily for every witchcraft tradition. So I don't mm. want to, you know, yeah. pretend that it is. No. But in the temple, what brings us together is not a particular like 
orthopraxy or, you know, specific Mm -hmm. liturgy that is, we all do all the time in our own practice. We have our individual practices. Like my practice does not look like your practice, (laughs) but the community, but what brings us together is our shared techniques. And, you know, I'm sure we do work with some of the same. I hope we work with some of the same uh, spirits as well. And that brings us together, Mm -hmm. but our individual practices are just that. And I think that is part of what makes the temple so beautiful and varied and continuing to grow and evolve Mm-hmm. is we're bringing those individual things into it. And I think that goes back. I'm glad you said about the tower card, because I have some thoughts on that, that also <laughs> go along with Aquarius. Um, the the Another aspect of Aquarius that I did not mention is it's the um, ministry that brings divine inspiration. Wow, what a great, what a great task. <laughs> uh, but that divine inspiration is that lightning strike. It's mm-hmm. that all win, you know, it's that fire in the head. It's not necessarily always a comfortable inspiration. It's not necessarily always a creative um, inspiration. It can sometimes be, let's tear down this structure that's not working and recreate it. And that's mm-hmm. that tower, the lightning strike in the tower. That is that light bearer, you know, mm-hmm. energy that lets you begin anew, you know, or that lets you find the core and that reveals the star. So that's really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) just to add on to that, because why not, right? (laughs) Um, So this morning I did a little reading for what was our message for the temple. And uh, the deck that I was using is all about what, what the planetary things are going on with the card. And I had the fool card and that's the Uranus card Mm -hmm. in that deck. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's the fool. He doesn't know exactly what he's going to, you know, do, but he makes changes, uh, brings about new stuff and new inspirations. And yeah, that's just a little nugget. Voices of the Temple is brought to you by our many wonderful sponsors for the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, including our anonymous and monthly contributors. Special thanks to the Robin's Nest, a metaphysical community in all ways for always. Located in Bellingham, Massachusetts, the Robin's Nest offers a wide selection of magical tools, divination decks, books, crystals, incense, herbs, oils, teas, and candles for all of your spiritual and magical needs. The Nest also offers up a wide range of services, including psychic readings, rituals, and classes. Shop online at therobinsnestma.com or come to visit in person and be greeted by the sounds of running water, tinkling chimes, and laughing voices as you step into the magical realm. If you would like to become a sponsor for Voices of the Temple and contribute to the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, please contact Debbie Stellhorn at Debbie, and that's an I-E, Stellhorn at templeofwitchcraft.org. Or look for more information at our website at templeofwitchcraft.org. So... We've had a lot of turnover um, in the past couple of years. 
of different lead ministers. Um, I know we here in the board, like when I, it is, it was difficult decisions time uh, when more than one people came forward for different positions and all of that, making those decisions. But we've had um, a lot of uh, people outside of the uh I'm going to put this in quotations. I know you guys can't see it. Uh, <laughs> the greater New Hampshire area <laughs> or greater New England area of people who are a little bit outside of that, like uh, Debbie, whose uh, Libra ministry is uh, over in New Jersey. And then we have Scott Smith in California. And now we have you in Mississippi. So we're sort of spreading out a little bit. So I like it. It feels like we're stretching like a yeah. good stretch. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think are some of the challenges and opportunities that it's going to offer to the temple to have such distant lead ministers? Oh, I think, um, gosh, I think as far as challenges, I don't know, because honestly, the communication in my experience, I'll speak for myself has been, um, has been really well between New Hampshire. Like the temple is very good at, at making policies very clear, maybe overly clear. Maybe that's where people get lost. I don't know, but I have a Virgo moon. So I just eat that stuff up. Um, but anyway, but I mean, the structure is there and the support is there, which is great. Um, as a distance minister for some years, um, I have, felt uh, particularly after COVID. Okay. COVID was a situation. Um, and we were all trying to figure out what to do, but I think that sort of opened the way for, uh, different levels of communication that we maybe hadn't explored fully, um, in the past. So it's definitely been, uh, there's been more online offerings. There's been more, it just ease of communication, ease of, of having meetings. I think there probably were a lot of people that didn't even know about Zoom or how to do a video meeting. And now we all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's been really helpful. Um, challenges might be also kind of getting an understanding of what we do as distance ministers, um, kind of through to people in New Hampshire. Everything in New Hampshire is very divided. Everybody has their role, which is great because you guys have so much support for each other. But in the distance communities, the ministers are pretty much, that minister's doing everything. And so we don't always recognize this has to go here and this has to go there and this has to go there. You know, um, so that's a challenge for us is to sort of recognize uh the different structures in New Hampshire versus distance communities. And I think that may also be a challenge for the New Hampshire communities is recognizing how things look in distance communities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, what was your other question? Good things? Yay yeah. Things? What are the opportunities? Opportunities. Oh my gosh. The opportunities are endless um, because we have, especially working with spirits, which I think is great because I do feel the more we have ministers and practitioners working in a particular area, working with their own land and bringing, it's like spirit introductions, <laughs> bringing those energies and the current of the temple through into these different spaces. Um, we're just sort of expanding that web. And it really feels like 
a web, you know, I feel the connection all the way to Scott in California and up into Nova Scotia and across the ocean and Italy and, uh, and the UK. So like we're building a, a global web, which is exciting, but every little area has its own nuance and its own energy and its own vitality, which just feeds the whole, you know, mm. and then I, I just think it's wonderful. Um, it's exciting. <laughs> did I answer your question or did I just go yeah, off? Yeah, no, I think, I think you did. If I were to recap, I would say that it is um, reproducing the structures within where you're at um, that we have here and maybe those and looking at them and seeing how they need to change for your particular area. Um, and also that we are expanding. It's an opportunity to expand our our reach our ability to connect with each other, both on a community level and a spiritual level. Yeah. That's I think how I would sum have, up that. I think so. I think we all have things to share. I think one, I'm just going to add another challenge. Can I do that? Yeah, um, sure. I think one thing that can be difficult, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, but it can be, mm-hmm. um, people in distance communities, like the minister knows all, has all the connections, but, their students, their um, attendees to their events and stuff may not recognize, even if you say it, even if you say it a lot, <laughs> um, may not recognize uh, the structure of the temple. Um, so sometimes it's kind of difficult to really enmesh the culture of the temple into those distance areas. I, I often will have students or someone come to me and say, you know, we should do this. And I'm like, we do that. We, it's in the handbook that it's fine. We do that. Here's, here's who you talk to about that particular thing. So I think that can be challenging, but definitely the more we do it and the more we move towards future branches, that, that will become easier, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I will admit to you, even in the New Hampshire area and, greater you know come you know put the quotations around it the greater (laughs) you know england area new england area um (laughs) we still have to explain ourselves all the time oh good (laughs) yeah don't don't worry uh there are times where i have to be like oh yeah mm -hmm, yep i i get that we have a ministry for that you know, and, here it is. You no, know, here it is. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know always what the disconnect is, but, um, and it may just be, it's not on the top of people's minds because they're not familiar with it or, you know, things like that. And I don't want to like close my off myself off to those questions and things like that, because that's how they learn. If they're that's questioners, right. um, right. they're going to ask, uh, but it's the people who don't ask that I'm always afraid for. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So that's the problem. So ask, please yeah. ask. <laughs> yeah. And if you're nervous about coming up to someone and asking, you know, one of my students told me that the best thing that the temple does that is total Gemini ministry, just so you know, is that when you go to templeofwitchcraft.org and you put something like a, a title into the search function it pops up isn't that crazy isn't it crazy (laughs) yes uh just she was like 
yeah, that thing, anytime I have a question, I go to the Temple website and I put that in there. And she, I, she's like, and I always find an answer. And like, I'm like, that's amazing. Genius. Brilliant. Genius. <laughs> We've been doing this all along, you know? Um, <laughs> I definitely use that to find articles. I'm like, I know there was an article about this. Let me go find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. It is. Yeah. So with your work, in the temple uh you have been a temple high priestess for a while and you work mostly in mississippi and so what about working with your community there and you can talk about of course your community and what it looks like and what you guys are doing in the next couple of you know months slash years uh but how did that prepare you to become a lead minister Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, was that the end of your question? Did that I was a rambling question. I, I sort of rambled through like two. <laughs> you just ramble until somebody cuts you off. I do the same thing. It's fine. Just jump in when you're ready. Um, gosh. Okay. So I think it, it prepared me completely <laughs> like 100%. Um, we have such a beautiful community in Mississippi and I, I really, I'll cry. I might cry. I'm a crier. It's fine. Um, so we have been been building community for several years, and it mostly consists of mystery school students, but not completely. We have a lot of community members that are not part of the mystery school there, and we have regular Sabbaths. We also have uh, different social events that we do uh, now and again as well, and we're starting to really look at ways we can um, get more involved with the greater community, which I'm hoping that through Aquarius that will be a big focus. Um, but we've started, uh, well, we just started back having, having Sabbaths at the end of 2021. So mm-hmm. 2022 was just getting back into the groove and the flow. Um, and it, it kind of really took a lot of momentum to get back moving again, but we have a huge, hugely, uh, helpful bunch down there and everybody pulled together and made it happen. And um, we had our first like big festival at Samhain last year, and it was incredible. Um, and we're having, uh, it may be over by the time this comes out, but mm-hmm. we are having a uh, Beltane Festival, and it's going to be an overnight event. So it's our first overnight event, which is all the luck. And um, <laughs> I just, I, we're just, we're just growing, and it feels like a lot of momentum. Um, all, it, we've also gotten to the point where, it's kind of huge and everybody is like, how can I help? How can I help? So uh, some of our witchcraft three and four students have been working in groups uh, the last two Sabbaths to um, or help organize our Sabbaths and things for the year. So that's been huge. And um, it, it's just, you know, little pieces are, are it's becoming less one minister's ministry and it's, be, mm-hmm. it's really becoming the community is taking ownership of what we're doing there. And it's, it's really beautiful. So we always have Sabbaths going every Sabbath. They're all on the Temple of Witchcraft website calendar. So you can find them there. If you go to the calendar, I know you're a big fan of the calendar. So I, I will am, yeah. talk about the calendar. Um, and all the registration info is in the calendar on the website. And um, we hope to start doing full moon rituals uh, next year. Probably not this year, probably next year. And um, 
offering classes. We've always got classes. Several of our members, we've got some herbalists and we have a, a dancer who does ritual dance and different things like that. So sometimes they'll do a class or a workshop for us. Um, yeah, just, just people are coming into their own talents and starting to share that within the community. So it's just, it feels like a little bud that's going, you know, they know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying when I say, mm-hmm. um, it just feels like a lot and it's wonderful and I'm excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can be a little scared, to, scary to watch, uh, a community unfold is the way that yeah. I usually say it. I'm going to um, write that down. Yeah. So That's as beautiful. the community unfolds, you see more and more of the picture of what it's going to be and maybe some good parts and some bad parts, but, uh, hopefully more good than bad. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, you just have to deal with it as it unfolds, which is, I don't know. I don't know if I answered half your question. You, you asked how that would, how that prepared me for lead ministry. Yeah. How'd that I prepared think, you? I think just, um, the planning and organization side, uh, is not the difficult part. Um, I think, I think a lot of really teaching in the mystery school helped probably prepare me more so, um, because it's a huge responsibility to guide someone on their spiritual path. Even, even though you're a teacher and this is a class, um, their experience of the class is very personal, deeply personal. And they're sharing things with you that are sacred, you know, Mm -hmm. and you really have to humble yourself in a lot of ways and, and be able to observe and witness and offer guidance and have difficult conversations sometimes and have, um, just bear witness to people's growth and, and people's healing. And that will shake your foundations and any kind of ego or ideas that you might have about <laughs> whatever it, it will, it will shake them loose for you. Um, and really just seeing out of other people's eyes. Uh, kind of awakens you to all the nuances that are out there to be experienced that you may not experience in this lifetime. And that helps you approach community in a different way. And it helps you see beyond yourself and beyond your ideas of what community needs to be Mm. and beyond your ideas of what experience needs to be or can be, you know? So I, I really think those experiences and working with people through their grief, especially through COVID, you know, um, people losing relatives, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting with people and doing pastoral care for different things. You, you have to get strong fast. You know what I mean? Um, to hold space for people in, in their joy and in their difficulty. And I think those experiences, um, help prepare me for it. I think it is kind of the same thing. You know, you're still leading a community, even though you have this, these other support structures that are helping hold that it's the same. There are still other support structures that are help holding the leadership council as well. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this first part of my conversation with Selena. You'll be able to continue by listening to part two Uh, We had much more to say, and uh, it was quite a long podcast, so it had to be split up. Um, But let's take you out of spiritual space right now so that you can get on with your day. 
We thank the Great Spirit, and the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the Goddess and the God, the Lord and the Lady, and all that is between. All those things that move through us and work with us, may we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be everyone. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright Temple of Witchcraft 2023. For more information, please visit us at templeofwitchcraft.org.